With everything that is going on these days, there is a lot of fear and anxiety. We keep hearing that in times like this, we can all benefit from more empathy. What is empathy? How do we practice it? Do we do it all the time or only during times of crisis? Stay tuned. Welcome to the Security Leadership Podcast. My name is Jeroen Levy. My day job is a CISO, and I am a member of the security community for more than 10 years. With me here is my co-host Jeff Snyder, who is an executive coach and a security recruiter since 1997. Welcome, Jeff. Good Friday afternoon. Jeff, everyone talks about empathy. In almost every leadership article I read recently, empathy keeps coming up. Is empathy a critical leadership trait or is it just another fluffy trend? Empathy is one of the most powerful skills a human being can possess. Uh, does that tell you where I stand? I think so. I think you like that topic. So we'll hear more about that. and. To discuss that, we have a special guest today. She's a cybersecurity leader and co-president of the New York chapter of Women in International Security. It's Min Kiriannis. Welcome, Min. Thank you both. Uh, it's an honor to be here. So what is empathy? According to the Exford Dictionary, it is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another, which is similar to sympathy, that is understanding between people or common feelings. So, Jeff, empathy, sympathy, what's the difference? I'm going to start with you on this one. Sure. Uh, I'll start with empathy. Empathy is the ability to figuratively step into someone else's shoes, to comprehend what they're thinking, what they're feeling, and to care, to care about what you've just experienced. Sympathy, on the other hand, um, most people start a sympathy-related sentence with, I, I'm so sorry you're going through that. Well, where's the emphasis? Is it on the other person? Or is it on the person who's speaking? So what I'm hearing you saying is that sympathy is about yourself, but is empathy is about the other person? Empathy is, a, is about other people 100% of the time. So in people that I work with who have empathy, one of the first things I want to help them understand is that that empathy that you have is for other people, always. I mean, what's your take on it? As a cybersecurity leader, uh, do I need empathy, sympathy, or both? I think everybody needs empathy. I think people should have sympathy, but empathy in itself is extremely important, especially if you're leading a team or you're leading people or you have people that actually look up to you. Um, everyone has challenges and everybody has their difficulties at home or even in their personal lives that we're not aware of. And sometimes you can, you can see it, you can sense it, but in the long run, um, having the ability to see and put yourself into a person's situation 
gives you, I think, better management and also the ability to help guide these people along. Um, so in my mind, empathy is important. Sympathy is just showing that you care. And sometimes it's, it's just a facade. Other times it's real. And that, I think both of them have to be aligned with each other. So do you see them as sequential or in parallel or not even connected? In other words, do I start with sympathy and then go to empathy? No, I think it, I think it goes with both and it depends on the situation. Perfect example is I have two young kids. And there's a, a common denominator that always says kids are, can be very cruel because they don't learn yet. They haven't learned the traits yet. And I see this because when you're in school, you can see kids, um, the way they treat each other, the way they talk to each other. You can see the parents aren't teaching them empathy. Uh, meanwhile, the other kids with parents who teaches them empathy can always sit back and say, mommy, look at that child. He's hurt. He's not feeling well. Is he sick or is she sick? Um, let me go over and help them. And, you know, those are signs of an empathy that I think gives a perfect example of what a human being can do. In response to my question to the LinkedIn community, Randy Raw, VP of Information Security at Ventures United Home Loans, said, if we are unable to put ourselves in shoes of our employees, we're unable to find ways to serve them. We work with them to innovate and teach them how to be more secure in their daily work. I mean, how do you practice empathy in your job? Uh, that's a hard one. <laughs> so I'll speak on behalf of women in international security, Wise New York. Um, we have different people who come in to volunteer. Um, it's a non-for-profit organization. Everybody's there for a good cause, all believing in peace and security. And it doesn't matter if you're in the security industry. But one of the key things with these wonderful individuals that come in to volunteer is the fact that they do care. They see the challenges that's out there and they're, they want to change it for the better. So the way I, I see it is I want people to take on these issues. And in that respect, they're empathizing, you know, the situations, the tasks that they have or the, the topics that they're passionate about. So I always encourage them to speak out more openly about it and not be afraid because, you know, growing up as a immigrant here and being able to speak multiple languages, um, English is not my first one. I've been, I've been bullied. I've been picked on. Um, and it's not uncommon. And for me, um, creating this platform allows these individuals to, I would say, talk open the voices, open the platform, speak about what their passion is, and really kind of push the limit and push the envelope. So to me, that's empathy. That allows them to actually feel what others are feeling and also to kind of convey what their thoughts are um, and hopefully be able to convince others to kind of jump in on the same passion that they have. You're bringing an excellent point. I'm an immigrant as well. Uh, I moved here uh, about 19 years ago. And I'm coming from a culture that is much more direct. And, you know, when I'm hearing people, like, like, you, like you mentioned, right? I mean, speak up, don't be shy. I mean, address the situation. Oftentimes I hear people saying, well, I don't want to say anything because I, because I may offend somebody. H how do you do that without offending? How do you have this hard conversation, if you will, sometimes, but without without offending? So you actually brought up a very good question. Um, and I've said this in front of a UN council once um, I was sitting in. And one of the things that I was very clear with the women there is 
I was I grew up in the United States. Um, I worked numerous jobs, and in fact, I took care of my parents at a very young age at the same time. But the belief system in the Eastern culture is that you should stay home, get married, find a husband, get married, stay home, and take care of the kids. And apologies on using the you know the, this word, but I've always pushed back and said, you know, I busted my ass off all these years growing up, working three jobs to sustain this household. And you want me to stay home and take care of my husband and my kids? Not happening. So with that being said, I think there is a, um, a challenge I think we, you and I both have is just fighting the cultural differences um, from east to west and also kind of jumping over those hurdles. And what I grew up learning and seeing all these, I guess, these as a young child, just growing up and taking care of everything else and growing up very young. I've come to learn that you only have one, one life to live. Either you take it or you don't. And really, at the end of the day, you're trying to help not just yourself, but everybody else that's out there as well. So you do need to speak up. And if you don't speak up, you lose that voice because someone else will take it away from you. And then that is even worse than you not speaking up. So this is one of the reasons why, in, in WISE, I make it very clear. Um, I encourage people to speak up. I want them to speak up. I may not understand it, and it's up to them to convince me otherwise, but it allows me to put myself in their shoes, and it allows me to understand why they're saying it. So this is why that voice is so important. That's an excellent point. Jeff, do you have an example for empathy that, let's say, didn't work so well? Wow, I have a lot of examples. Um, I, I, I think almost all of my examples come as a direct result of some of the circumstances I've been through. Uh, so not, not too long ago, um, somebody said, you know, Jeff, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear about your health issues. This was a, a text message. Good to know that, that God is in control. Take care. And that was the end of the conversation. That's a person who geographically is not far away from me. Uh, that message left me feeling 100% independent all by myself. And that person certainly wasn't by my side. And that's exactly what I needed, but it, it didn't happen that way. But let me play devil's advocate here for a second, though. But, you know, the person made the effort to reach out. And maybe you didn't feel that they were showing empathy, but maybe in their mind, they thought they did. So how would you recommend doing it perhaps differently? Sure. Um, I recommend that, that people do what happened on my deck today. Uh, my buddy Jim, who I played hockey with for a decade, and his wife, uh, they showed up on their way to where they're going this weekend. And they sat down and spent an hour and a half talking with me and my wife. Now, Jim has shown up after several different medical events that I've experienced. And he's one of the only people who has shown up. So in for the people that I coach, I teach them exact words and phrases. But let me just keep this really, really simple. Showing up 
is a form of empathy, and most people don't do that. You know, some people just don't feel comfortable. They're like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to go into this situation. I, I don't know what I'm going to say. I, I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm afraid I'm going to, you know, offend them. So I don't do anything. What is your thought about that? In my own personal experience, um, I, I can tell you that people who called or sent a message, they were, they were curious, they were inquisitive, they wanted to know how I was feeling, they wanted to know how my recovery was coming, um, they, had the, they had the courage, and I think empathy all by itself doesn't do a whole lot of good. But when a person has enough courage to send their empathy in the direction of someone else, that's when empathy starts to, to work. And I had an experience with a friend that I've had for 30 years who recently called and she said, I wanted to call you for so long, but I was afraid I was going to say the wrong words. And I just sat here and I thought, Oh my gosh, you're worried about the words? I'm excited that you showed up. And I told her that. I spent five minutes telling her, I don't care what you say. I, I care that you made my phone ring and that we're now having a conversation. Well, that conversation lasted for one hour and 30 minutes. That's great. Kelly Peterson Miranda. The CISO for Grinder said in response to my question, as leaders, we first have to listen and truly practice active listening to our teammates. Finding different ways to say, how are you? Instead of asking this too simple question to which we know the answer is usually, I'm fine. Jeff, how does empathy work? Empathy, especially for a high IQ, brilliant technology person, it does not come out of the left side of the analytical, logical, linear, straight line brain. It comes out of the, the other side of the brain, generally the right side of the brain. That's where emotions exist. So the way I deliver empathy is I like to ask people, how do you feel about that situation? And that's giving them an invitation to tell me that they're angry, they're irritated, they're excited, they can't wait. When you ask how someone feels instead of what they think, you actually get to tap a different part of the brain. It forces them to think about how they're emotionally engaged in that situation. I mean, so you talked about, you know, taking care of others. And whether it's in the family setting or you know, with your team setting, how do you genuinely care about the well-being of others? Uh, I think to Kelly's point about active listening, and I, I, I'm one of those people who are very bad at listening, um, and I truly do admit it. So whoever is listening to this, I apologize if I offend you, um, but. It's, she's right in every respect, it's listening. But the other way I see it is also encouragement. 
um, people always talk about professional development and allowing their employees to grow. I truly see that. I really believe, regardless if they're higher than you in terms of hierarchy or they're below you as a team, you need to give those members an, an ability to grow and develop themselves because that's really truly showing empathy. Um, you're, you're taking what you've learned and allowing them to kind of learn from it and also mentor them in some ways um, to develop, develop them themselves so that way they can fully move on to the next chapter in their lives. And many instances, you don't see that. Um, in fact, there are some very, and, I, and Jeff has heard me use this word very many, many times, toxic workforces that hold these individuals back. And you can see they're miserable. Um, so in my mind, empathy is extremely important because it allows the leader to look at their employees or even their, their management and basically say, this is what has to happen. I know what you're on it, but you also have to learn and grow. And in that, in that way, I feel like it's encouragement. It's encouragement and also the support that they need um, from you for themselves to actually professionally grow. Chad Tamborini, program manager with United Health Group, said that part of empathy is making sure that your voice is not the loudest, but amplifying and lifting up others. I mean, why is empathy important for a security leader? Oh, I think the perfect phrase is give credit where it's due, right? <laughs> um, in order for a program to work or even a team to work, everybody has to trust each other wholeheartedly. Um, otherwise, you're going to have people feeling discontent or not trusting the leadership. Empathy, in a way, if it shows, encourages the folks or the employees to actually act and be more productive because they realize they're going to get the support from their management or from the folks below them. So with that, with that voice, it's encouragement. It, you're encouraging your employees to speak up because the more people that speak up, better ideas come from it. And that, to me, is extremely important, um, especially with someone that has empathy. They can see that. They know that. And they can, they can, they can sense it. They can actually force their employees to actually open up to talk about the challenges, their problems, what they want to do, because you have the trust of that individual. Now, do you find that different in security teams or is it similar across the board? I, it, de it depends, I think, in, in different cultures. I mean, um, some cultures I see folks are very in embrace, embracing of that type of let's encourage them to grow. There are times that are very, you, you do see the security teams very, I would say, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very um, protective of the area. So they're not willing to share because they feel that they, if they relinquish anything, you know, the job security is gone. And that's been a very old mindset that I've seen a lot. And it's, it's changing, it's evolving a lot now, but that mindset still, still holds in some organizations. Um, and I, I feel it's extremely important because that's what's going to allow any organization to grow. If you don't allow that empathy, you don't allow those encouragement, you don't allow people to have voices, um, it, it, it's going to make or break the company. So, Jeff, when it comes to empathy, many leaders think, well, you know, I'm not that fluffy person. I may be rough around the edges. I, I, I drive execution. That, that's what's important to me. And, you know, empathy is not that easy for me to connect to that soft side. So why is empathy so difficult to deliver? 
I think in two different zones. Um, I think about the what I call the I zone. The I zone is all about me, 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 I, my. Ultimately, it's about thinking about yourself. The other zone that I think about is the we zone. That's the zone where you put yourself uh, in a, well, a position where you are less important than the people that you're working with and people that you're serving. So if anyone wants to tell me that empathy is soft and fluffy, uh, I'm going to tell you that the people who have shown up in my life after I came home from the hospital from having cardiac arrest and living in a coma for several days, they were, they were hockey players. Uh, I have yet to meet a hockey player who is soft and fluffy. But I can tell you that I know some hockey players who stepped out of their own perspective to step into the middle of my nightmare, and they cared. So I guess in summary, empathy is not really about being nice. It's about showing up. And, and being empathetic is about being able to emotionally read other people and show interest in, in, in concern for them. So especially these days, we have tons of opportunities, uh, whether at work or in our communities, to show and deliver um, more empathy and to show more interest and concern for other people. So make an effort, reach out, show up, walk in their shoes, and understand how they feel. Or in short, deliver empathy. Think about the difference you can make in one's life just by the fact that you made them realize that there is at least one person that understands them or cares about them. So that brings us to the end of our show. Mean, I want to thank you so much for joining us. That was an absolute pleasure. And Jeff, uh, pleasure as always. Any last thoughts from any of you? We need empathy in this world. And um, I, I see it because I have two young kids and I see kids in school with a little or lack of empathy because their parents aren't teaching them. Um, it's a very important topic that they need to develop very young because it's going to help them when they go on and move on with their professional lives. So I think this is a conversation that has to be had with folks who are parents and others. Jeff, any last thoughts? For anyone who thinks that empathy is soft and fluffy, uh, I believe it's anything but that. In fact, if you develop empathy and it's, it's a tool in your tool belt, empathy is one of the most powerful tools that one human being can share with another. Well said. So again, I want to thank you. I want to thank everyone who is listening to our podcast. Please continue to share your thoughts and comments with us. Uh, like it, share it with others, and help us grow and become better. See you next time.